When you're smiling. Hey, you. Bubbly sparkling water is crisp, refreshing, and perfect for any occasion. Kind of like my voice, but in a can. No calories, no sweeteners, all smiles. Bubbly. Crack a smile. Hey, Mike. Hey, John. What's up, man? Uh, nothing much. How you doing? Oh, I can't complain. Uh, me either. What I'm going to do is I'm going to introduce the show, then I'll let you, um, then I'll introduce you, then we'll go on ahead and start with the show. Okay. Sounds good. All right. Hello, movie lovers, and welcome to the show. For today's podcast, we actually have Mike with us today, Mike Perkins. He's actually the independent um, artist that I actually went and interviewed uh, last month, and also, for tonight's podcast episode, we're going to be talking about movies that actually traumatized us as a kid. And not only that, but I'm also going to be talking about uh, Twister. It's actually going to get a reboot. What do you think about that? Uh, I think it's. A, I think it'll be good, man. Uh, I'm, I'm excited about it. I think it's going to be weird without, um, you know, people like Philip Seymour Hoff- uh, Hoffman and shit, you know. But I think it'll be okay. I think so, too. I mean... I know that they, the reason why it was so unique back in the day was because it was like the first time that we actually saw something like that in the movie theaters to where we were glued to the edge of our seats because it looked so real looking, yeah. you know? And they're, man, they're rebooting so many movies now. It's just, it's, it's kind of weird. You know what I mean? To me. It, it is weird because, you know, back in the nineties and even early eighties, like we grew up in and everything, you know, we were used to original films actually appearing in the movie theaters, opposed right. to now where you have like big blockbuster, blockbuster films, like you have your MCU films, your DCU films, franchises, and here and there with some independent film projects and stuff like that. Right. I think you know? I still think I think it's going to be good though. I do uh, the Twister movie. I'm wondering what they're going to do that's actually can be different though. I mean, we've seen one disaster movie. It's kind of hard to actually do a disaster uh, movie that's actually going to be rebooted into something. You know what I mean? It's like yeah, we saw, okay. <laughs> but you know, this is what they actually, especially when we actually have Bill Paxton that was in the movie as well for the original film. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I don't know how they can actually make something different. Usually whenever you reboot something, you want to try something different that maybe the original film didn't do. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know what they're going to do with maybe make the special effects a little bit better. But yeah, I, yeah, I could, yeah. Ooh. I'll tell you a, but, a reboot I just watched that was really good was uh the Jay and Silent Bob one. That was a good one. Oh yeah, a matter of fact, I did my review on that man. Uh, it was actually oh, a, yeah. it was better than what I thought it was going to be. Yeah, it was. It was to me, it was funny. Don't get me wrong, but it was more of a. More of a, a serious, you know what I mean? Like, it was good. It was just a good movie. I, I was intrigued, you know what I mean, the whole time. Instead of just being silly the whole time, it actually had a little bit of heart to it, you know what I mean? Exactly. It actually felt real because of the fact that Jay just finds out that he has a daughter. He's trying to come to terms with that and also try yeah. and get on his daughter's good side and also try and be a good father. But at the same time, Jay's still going to be Jay. Right, and right. They, and it was actually, I have to agree with you, that was actually a really good film and everything yeah. that Kevin Smith did. Yeah, I enjoyed it. But, um, but yeah, right now with this uh, Twister reboot and everything, they'd have no clue at what's going to, what they're actually going to be doing right now. It's kind of, the plot details are unknown. So this allows me to speculate that it's probably just going to probably be better special effects and maybe the plot might be a little bit different to where we can actually understand Tornadoes. Yeah. So, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, I'm, I mean, with the graphics, I, as long as they actually put the money into it for the graphics and shit, I, I think it'll be okay, you know, as, as long as it's not cheesy. Exactly. You know I mean? Sometimes sometimes they'll cut it, you know, I don't know, sometimes it just doesn't look good, you know, and then it screws up the whole movie. I agree that's with like, you. Uh, like uh, we were talking on the last one about uh, Irishman. Yeah, (laughs) I mean, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? They could have put a little bit more money into something. I mean, I know the money, the the movie itself was probably expensive, but they could have they could have worked on the CGI a little bit with the uh, with the old people. You know what I mean? Making them old. I mean, making them young. I'm sorry. 
Well, I feel like this. You can actually. I feel like they should have just went on and casted young actors versus uh, mm-hmm. for the mm-hmm. flashbacks. Because I don't give a shit how young you make Robert De Niro look. He's still got that old man walk, man. He's old. That's what I was going <laughs> to get know? to. I'm glad that you actually yeah. got to that before I did. Because you can actually CGI the look, but you can't yeah. CGI the way someone walks. The whole exactly. entire... Exactly. I mean, he looks like, you know, when he's walking, he looks like a, a 70-year-old man. You right. can't hide that. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Especially when you look at Al Pacino trying to get out of, up from the recliner. Yeah. And everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And I, don't get me wrong, man. I loved the movie. I, I loved it, but I, I could see where it turned a lot of people off. You know what I mean? Exactly. I get. I, I can see it too. I mean, that Martin Scorsese film doesn't rank high on my list, but I still enjoyed it. But yeah. you know, there is definitely problems within the film itself. I can appreciate what they did with it, but and, see, and, and going back to Twister, as long as they don't cut corners, man, I think it'll be okay. I think so, too. So let's go on here and talk about movies that traumatized us. Normally, I'll do a top 10 list for something like this. But, you know, I figured let's go on ahead and forget about doing a top 10 list and just have a conversation about some of the stuff that actually traumatized us. Okay. And I do have a list of movies, but they're not in any kind of order from number one to 10 or anything like that. So we can just go off the cop on whatever ones that we actually can, whatever ones that you actually have listed. Okay. Well, All right. Uh, my, my number one that traumatized me, I mean, I, when I watched it, I couldn't sleep for weeks. It screwed me up was uh, The Exorcist. That that, one, uh, that, that bothered me. <laughs> <laughs> I, I still remember The Exorcist and everything. I mean, I watch it every single time it comes on TV and things mm-hmm. like that. As a matter of fact, that's actually on my list as well, especially when you look at how dark and grotesque it was for its time. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the practical effects that they put into that film is just phenomenal. Oh, yeah, for sure. Especially for that time. Oh, yeah, for sure. And remember the part with the girl where her head spins around and everything? Oh, yeah. That part, that part actually got me. Yeah, yeah. There's a part where um, when she's when she's possessed and it's before her head spins, something like her throat swells up real big. And it's like that. I don't know why, but it freaked me out so bad, man. Like, it, it freaked me up. And, uh, I mean, I think what really messed me up about the whole film was, uh, I, I think I watched it when I was about, probably about 10, and I wasn't supposed to. I wasn't even supposed <laughs> to have it in my house, you know, uh, because, I, I mean, I come from a Catholic family, and uh, we didn't really, dis- we didn't really talk about the devil, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just frowned upon don't talk about it it's evil right it ain't, you know what I mean? don't don't bring it in my house basically and uh man i watched it and i thought that i did something wrong <laughs> you know what i'm saying like i was like oh my god like i'm gonna get possessed now you know <laughs> to be honest with you i also come from a catholic family as well and oh, yeah. you know and we weren't like real strict or anything like that we watched horror films and things like that And I really didn't, I don't remember my parents actually having a restriction on what I watched, which is actually unusual (laughs) that I came out as well as I did. Yeah. And see with me, it was, uh, anything to do with, with, uh, the devil, you know what I'm saying? Like it just wasn't allowed, you know? And, uh, and I snuck and I got it and I watched it and man, like I said, about two weeks I was having nightmares and it, it was rough. It was a rough, rough two weeks for me. I can imagine because also too, whenever the girl goes, well, um, she winds up saying, well, your mom sucks. Um, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. In oh, hell. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. then it's like, okay, this person cannot be recovered. This something has to happen uh, to this person to become unpossessed again, or they're just going to have to go on ahead and kill her. And, you know, and still to this day, man, I won't, uh, when it comes to Ouija boards and shit, I don't mess with it. I won't mess with it. You know, I don't. That's in, in the beginning of the movie, you know what I'm saying? She was playing with the Ouija board, and that's what invited it and all that shit. I'm not, you know what I'm saying? I don't mess with it, man. I don't do I'm not it. that brave, to be honest no. with you. And, and, see, I, and um, I don't know if I ever told you this, but I actually, me and my cousin have a, a paranormal group where we actually go and, uh, and investigate haunted places. But uh, I, like I said, I don't. I don't antagonize things, you know, so if something's happened, it's happening, you know what I mean? But I don't, I don't ever invite anything or, or ask for, you know, things to happen. That's just to me, you know, inviting something 
that you don't really know about is not a good idea. You know exactly. what I'm saying? Like, sir, yeah, just don't mess with it, you know? You see, I don't mess with any of that stuff either. Even spirit boxes for that matter, too. I don't mess no. with any of that stuff. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. As a matter of fact, you know, I don't know if you follow Omar or uh, Mo or anything. No. Uh, well, uh, Mo is actually from Canada. And Mo actually lives in Florida, but they're best friends. But they go mm-hmm. on paranormal um, investigations and stuff like that on YouTube. But what Mo did was he actually had a spirit that was attached to him because of the Ouija board. Oh, really? Yeah, and his name was Tom. So every single time when something would go wrong, he would blame Tom for for something screwing up or something that happened inside the ho- another house that he was actually investigating. Mm. And who is this? Uh, Mo Sarge. I'm gonna have to go on ahead and send you the link after we get off. Yeah, uh, yeah, same thing sure. with Mo. Mm. But but yeah, he actually had a spirit that actually. Uh, followed him and actually was attached to him. No shit. Yeah, because of the Ouija board and everything. As a matter of fact, recently he just got rid of it. Uh, got rid of the spirit. He ended up dropping off, dropping the spirit off at somebody else's house that was abandoned. Wow. No shit. Yeah. So I know some people may not think that's real or anything like that. You know what I'm saying? That you know because. Well, see, I mean- and I get, I totally get that. But when you've experienced certain things that you can't explain, I mean, well, you know, what can you do? It's, it's, there's, there's shit out there that we just don't know about. Exactly. You know? I'm a, I'm a firm believer. If you keep knocking, something's going to answer back. Oh, for sure. You know. For sure. So with me, I decided to go with a nightmare on Elm Street. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because right. And I'm not talking about like the 2010 Nightmare on Elm Street movie or anything like that. I'm t- this is the 1980s mm-hmm. uh, Nightmare on Elm Street movie with Robert England. And the reason yeah. why this traumatized me was because, you know, we all have to go to sleep at some point or another. Mm-hmm. You know, there's no getting around it. Even if you drink coffee, energy drinks and stuff like that, mm-hmm. you have to have a way of sleeping. And for somebody to terrorize you in your sleep and give you discomfort. That's horrifying. That's oh, yeah. Kid. Oh, yeah. It, it messed me up, too. I couldn't sleep with my feet outside the car. I still don't. I still don't. <laughs> my feet have to be tucked in, man. I won't do it. <laughs> yeah. Also, too, the um, I have to give credit to Wes Craven, though, for the originality behind it and the reason why he made this film. I don't know oh, if you no. know anything of the background of why it was made or anything. No, I'm not. No, I'm not familiar. Get this, there was actually something that was actually killing people in their sleep. So Wes Craven went on ahead and made the movie based off of that. Like there was some type of being that was actually killing people in their sleep. Oh, shit. So he decided to make, make Nightmare on Elm Street like that. Not only that. <laughs> yeah, that, that makes it even more creepy. Right. <laughs> and on top of that, let me just tell you this, too. Um... New Line Cinema, that was actually their first movie was Nightmare on Elm Street. And they, I forgot how much money that they actually put into it with the budget, but they went nuts with the gore, especially when Johnny Depp gets sucked in the bed. Yeah. yeah. And that part was just amazing on mind blowing with yeah. how much blood that they actually had to use to get that out of there. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. But the scene that actually stands out for me that actually horrified me was the part where he takes the girl. And he's taking her and basically skinning her, well, cutting her alive on top of the ceiling all the way around. And then she lands back down on the bed again. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And, that was good. Yeah. And then also. But especially especially when you see that as a kid. Oh, my God. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like it, it, it messes you up. Oh, yeah. Most most definitely. And then not only that, but Toys R Us also had Nightmare on Elm Street uh, animatronic Freddy dolls. Oh, yeah. I don't know if you remember those or not. Yeah, I do. I I never I never got one. That's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> I don't blame you. I wouldn't have either if I was a kid. But um, this is what was the horrifying thing, though. Okay, that actually traumatized me inside the store to the point where I actually dreamed about that toy coming to life. Oh yeah. And it came into the size of Robert England, like Robert England transformation came over the doll, mm. the animatronic. Then all of a sudden, I'm in the boiler room part, and 
you see Freddie, and he, you know what I'm saying? I actually saw mm-hmm. Robert England, and there was fire behind him, and he was um, saying, well, you're next. And then all of a sudden, he did his little glove thing like he always mm-hmm. does, and I woke up. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. that actually traumatized me to the point where I basically had to sleep with a nightlight on. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and, it didn't traumatize. It doesn't tra- traumatize me now or anything like that. Now looking back on it, because of how cheesy it is. But right. back then and everything, man. It, you know, we're we were still trying to learn about this world and everything. We were trying to figure out what was make believe, what wasn't make believe, and it was just so real looking. It looked so mm-hmm. surreal, you know. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's. Uh, I mean, uh, kids today they see it, they watch it, and. It, the way graphics are today, they watch that old stuff and they're like, that's not scary at all. You know, like I was trying to show, uh, I was showing my daughter the exorcist and she watched it and she actually, she was laughing at certain parts. And I was like, Oh my God, when I was your age, I was scared to death of this, you know, and she's <laughs> laughing at it. It's crazy. Right. But <laughs> I wonder how they would react to the exorcist remake that they made. I wonder how your kids would actually handle that opposed to the, um, not the exorcist, but poker diced. My bad. Um, how they would actually handle the Poker Dice remake opposed to the uh, one that we grew up on. Right. Yeah, I, I don't know. I'd, I'd have to show her that. I so the way she compared it to. Yeah, they yeah, actually did. I, oh, I forgot. No yeah, I forgot what year it came out in. But yeah, they actually made a Poker Dice remake. No and shit. everything. Yeah. Yeah, I'll have to check that out. I want to say 2015 or 2016 that one came out. Okay. Okay. So it was pretty recent. So I think that mm-hmm. might they might actually gravitate towards that a little bit more. Um so what's your what's your next one that you have? Uh child's play, man. Okay, that's what I got too. So we can yeah, both talk yeah, about I, this. Yeah, I, I tell you, I, I had a uh when that came out, I had a my buddy doll. Do you remember those? Yeah, I remember those. And it, it resembled Chucky a little bit and it, and that messed me. I actually threw the I threw the doll away. <laughs> I couldn't look I, like I tried to go to sleep and it was in my room and I'd, I'd be looking at it and I'm like no I don't trust it <laughs> I don't blame you I would have done the same thing though man like for real and not only that but Toys R Us also sold that too yeah no yeah that's crazy <laughs> who wants to have an actual Chucky doll man you know believe it or I not mean, now, now you know now that I'm an adult sure you know I'd like to have one collected or whatever but back then no no way. no it's like I don't want this <laughs> Right. No way. Mm-mm. And the reason why it was also scary for us is like this doll is pretty much the same height as us. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it may look kind of corny to some people because of the fact that they're adults or teenagers and stuff. But don't forget, you were once little yourself and you're about the same size of a doll. And right. That, and this doll is trying to free his soul into you while your soul is being sucked into the doll. Oh, yeah. yeah. So. Yeah, that's no good. No. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that's that's another one for sure. That's It, it scarred me. <laughs> I think I actually did have nightmares on that one, though, if oh, I'm not yeah. mistaken. <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure, man, for sure. What was uh, some of the scenes that stood out for you in that film? Man, one sticks out. I don't know which one it was from because I know they made several sequels and, and shit. But um, there was it was a part where he cut somebody's Achilles, and like the dude fell down. I can't remember which one that was from, but uh, that it just that really scared me. Just like uh, like going back to The Exorcist, it's that one part where her, her throat swells up, and I don't know why it scared me, but it really scared me. You know, it's the same thing with uh, like I said with Child's Play, when he cut it was some guy I can't remember. I, it's like it's I just it's a it's a certain scene that sticks out, you know. And he cuts the guy's Achilles, the dude falls over, and I was like, "Oh my god, this that's terrible," <laughs> you know. Just oh yeah, out. I think I know what one you're talking about. I can't exactly remember it, but there was, well, there was also yeah, there was a few, you know, that came out. So I can't remember which one it was, but it was it was definitely it, it was Child's Play. I just don't remember which one it was. For me, the very first one was the scariest one because it has that psychological type of thing to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas, like, okay, has Andy really seen this doll come to life, or is this Andy actually doing it? Yeah. Kind of vibe to it, you know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. like it wasn't me; it was Patricia that killed that person, you mm-hmm. know. <laughs> yeah. But 
as the movie plays out and everything, then you realize that Andy is actually telling the truth. Mm-hmm. And that's the scary part, though, is your kid is actually telling the truth about something that's happening. And you think that this your kid is going wacko because yeah. of this. Right. And saying that it's Charles Lee Ray, a serial killer that was gunned down. It's like, okay, yeah. kid, whatever. I'm going to go in here and get you some mental help. <laughs> and, so, and it's another one of those things where a spirit possesses something. And it's like, that kind of that kind of shit always bothered me. You know what I mean? It always, it just, I don't know. I guess because I, I came up, like I said, Catholic, and we just, you know, it was so taboo to talk about shit like that. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, you know, because, because, you know, as a Catholic, you believe that you believe that, you you know, it, you can be possessed or something can be possessed. And, you you know, what I mean, so you just one of those things you don't really discuss. You don't talk about it. It's like I said, it's really taboo. And then when you watch some shit like that, it just, you know, you start, you know, because even though I'm not a practicing Catholic anymore, I still have Catholic guilt. <laughs> you know what I'm right. So it's like. You know, if, if I do something or I feel like I'm doing something wrong, I'm like, oh, man, you know, like, you know, it's just same thing. Like if I watch a movie that I don't I feel like I shouldn't be watching, I feel guilty. That was another thing when I was a kid. I'd watch it and I'd have that guilt. You know what I mean? Like, oh, right. Man, I shouldn't have watched that. You know, there's always that consciousness. of Right. Know, mm-hmm. Feeling <laughs> guilt and shame over something that, you know, you shouldn't be watching. <laughs> right. 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 And, and I know you, you said you came up Catholic, so I know you know what, you, what I'm talking about. <laughs> yes, I do. I, like, my, you see, I'm not Catholic anymore <laughs> either. Right, right. right. <laughs> but there is some Catholic stuff that I still remember. And my grandmother, I still remember when I told my grandmother that I wasn't going to be Catholic anymore. Mm-hmm. She's like, no, you're Catholic. I said, no, I'm not Catholic. <laughs> oh, yeah, I, you can't. There, there's certain things, man, that's going to stick with you forever. Even if you're right. not practicing Catholic, you're still you know what I mean? So you still have those principles, you know, you still have it. It's just, it's embedded in you. You can't help it. <laughs> exactly. Because we were brought up a certain way right. during that time. So of course, mm-hmm. you know, some stuff is just going to stick with us. Right. Absolutely. Um, another thing too, that I want to mention too, is there's also a part on child's play that really got me. And that was the part where Andy's about to, uh, not Andy, but his mom's about to throw Chucky into the fire. Mm-hmm. And then she comes to the realization that her son is telling the truth because the the doll comes alive. Right. Oh, yeah. And that part made me jump. It made me have goosebumps. It made me run into the other room oh, when yeah. I was a kid. Oh, yeah. I actually, well, you, you mentioned that. And I forgot about it. Now I remember it. And I was like, oh, yeah, that's a, that, that part was, it was freaky, man. I remember that now. Right. Especially yeah. when she finds out that there's no batteries that was in him at all, mm-hmm. at all that oh, time. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, that part actually creeped me out. And then also, too, when she thought he was actually crazy and did put him in the men- mental institution for testing. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And the doll still winded up finding a way inside that building. Yeah. So I thought it was really good for its time and everything, the originality oh, yeah. behind it on what they for were sure. doing. Definitely. So let's see. For me, I actually picked out a couple of ones that actually stood out to me. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm always going to go to the movie Jaws because of the fact that, you know, we loved going swimming. Yeah. We love going into the ocean, mm-hmm. regardless of the fact there's 100 to over 200 and something deaths that has to be with sharks. Mm-hmm. I'm just exaggerating on the number. I know there's more than that, but... Right. There's always that unknown on what's underneath you in the ocean water. Oh, yeah, for sure. And that opening scene where the girl is getting pulled under and you don't know what it is that's actually pulling her under. Mm -hmm. And that part right there, and you don't even see the shark or anything. You don't see the shark until a good probably a couple of hours later into the movie. Mm -hmm. And that part right there got my attention as a kid. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then once... it's it, that's one of those movies, man, where it's like it's it's such a classic, and and for its time, you know, it was so scary back then. It changed the way horror movies are are made. You know what I'm saying? Like it's just it, it was, it's 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 definitely a uh, it's a very important film for sure, especially for horror movies, man. You know, like I I never really found it scary. Uh, you know what I mean? But like I could see, you know, especially back then when it came out, I could see where people were freaking out. You know what I mean? I get it. You know. 
Right, because like I said, all of us go swimming at some point or another. We all go right, right. Especially during the summertime, we all go swimming and things like that. So I mean, of course, that's fear, gonna... yeah. The fear of the unknown, man. You know what I'm saying? Just not knowing what's under there. You know, that's that's a that's scary. You know, exactly. Oh, yeah. And another thing too that got my attention too with this film was it even made me study oceanography and biology was because of Jaws because of the sh- because it made me want to study sharks yeah and the behaviors of sharks but also too you know I love what Steven Spielberg did whenever the animatronic char- shark would not work uh, they actually had problems on the set and everything so therefore he had to use different types of props and everything just to make it work Oh, yeah. No, I said I didn't know that. Yeah. Like, for instance, the mechanical shark didn't even work. So they actually had to use ways to make uh, to make an element to where something was actually scary. Like, for instance, you know how we see certain things getting knocked over on the boat and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. The shark, I think during one of those scenes, the shark was not working. So therefore, they actually had to make it to where something was knocking it down. Something was pulling the boat. You also had the part where they were trying to track the shark. That's actually another element they actually had to use in order um, in order for them to go on ahead and say that there was a shark in the water. Mm-hmm. So there's several different things that they actually used that was actually pretty good improv, improvisation for that. Yeah. So yeah. that's what I have on my list for, for my, what do you have for okay. the next one? Uh, the next one, it's it's kind of a toss up uh, between Poltergeist and um, and Stigmata. Do you remember Stigmata? I remember Stigmata. It's just it didn't stick with me. So I'm kind of, and once again, that's one of those other Catholic movies. Yeah, as oh, well. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And I mean, the part that stands out that that really messed me up was uh, was when she started speaking in Latin, and uh. Just the the way the voice was, you know, and just know like it was just that part really freaked me out, you know. Right, uh, that's and, a movie. I, yeah, if you if you don't really remember it, man, you should watch it. It's I think it's on Prime. It's fucking it's good, man. I watched it the other day. It was, it was really good. All right, I'm gonna have to revisit it because I remember a Chumbawamba song being played on the opening. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and everything. Oh, yeah. And about Saint Mary, I think was the name of the song. Uh-huh. That was actually being played. Like I remember bits and pieces, but I don't remember the whole thing. So right. I'm definitely gonna have to do a revisit because I have been revisiting some older films. Yeah, yeah, you you would enjoy it for sure, especially especially the the whole Catholic side of it and everything. You would you would dig it, man. You would like it. I'm a sucker for good Catholic horror films, so that's definitely gonna be right up my alley. Oh yeah, but uh, but Poltergeist, Poltergeist, man, that was that was scary. You know what I'm saying? I mean, now you watch it now and it's not, you know, it doesn't really, it's not too scary because, you know, the graphics are kind of cheesy and shit like that. But, uh, but back then when I was a kid watching Poltergeist, it messed me up. <laughs> I can imagine. I it, it, it took me a while to finish it. Like I had to, I had to watch it, you know, in pieces because I couldn't watch the whole movie. It, you know, it scared me that much. Like what others, what seemed that, that, that something actually stick out on that one? On that one? Uh, the, the man. I'm not scared of clowns. I actually like clowns. I've always liked clowns. Since I was a kid, I, I like clowns. But, uh, which is weird because most people are terrified of clowns. But, but, uh, but the part with the clown under the bed, that part freaked me out. You know what I'm saying? When he, like, when they grab, when I grabbed the kid and then pulled it into the closet, pulled the kid in the, in the closet. Yeah. That part scared me. See, I still, I don't like closets to this day because <laughs> of that movie. So what do you do? You just leave the closet door open, or do you just uh, take the I, doors I, off? I, clo- I close it, and I don't. I don't fuck with it, especially, especially <laughs> at night when I'm going to sleep. I don't. Yeah, I won't. It has to be closed. You know. I, went, I bet everybody feels that way towards Halloween, though, too, with Jamie Lee Curtis when she has to uh, when she gets attacked in the closet. So I'm sure oh, yeah. that there are people are that feels the same way about poker dice. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you know, call me crazy, man, but uh. I, in my opinion, I liked Rob Zombie's Halloween over the original, you know, and a lot of people disagree, man, but I, I thought the Rob Zombie Halloween was phenomenal. I really enjoyed uh, the very first Rob Zombie Halloween over the second one. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. The second one wasn't too great, but the, the first one was amazing. I agree. The, it was like an Elseworld Michael Myers, if you think about it, if they right. 
Yeah. Through through the lenses of Rob, Rob Zombie. It's basically mm-hmm. what it is. Yeah. And I don't I didn't mind the, uh, how he did it and everything. I thought it was very good. I thought uh, he captured Michael Myers, the background of Michael Myers, really well. Even mm-hmm. though we were used to the whole shape thing, uh, yeah. where that's basically the premise is just him being the boogeyman behind uh, your house kind of thing, where right. it's just the shape stalking you. Right. And that's something that people had against it was because it got rid of that whole entire element and just focused on the fact that this kid was abusing animals, which had serial-like killer um, behavior. Yeah. So yeah. basically that's what people actually frown upon the Rob Zombie version a lot mm-hmm. and everything. But to me, I, just, I think it just adds to adds to the character for them to actually have it, even for Loomis's character. Right. It shows the history of Loomis in him and how much time he actually spent with him. Right. And see, I, I like that about that. I, I like knowing the background of, of the person, you know what I'm saying, or the whatever the character is. I like to know the, the full background. And I, I feel like he captured that well. I did too. And I agree with you on finding out the backgrounds on each on certain characters. Some characters, I'm like, you know what? I'd rather use my imagination versus somebody explaining to me how right. this person came to be. Mm-hmm. But for Rob to do what he did, I'm, I was very pleased with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, the Poker Dice thing, I, I'm going to have to go with Poker Dice 2. Mm-hmm. And the thing that scared me was the brace braces. Whenever the girl, the, you have that creepy old man that knocks on the door. Mm-hmm. And then after he leaves, I think it had something to do with her braces or something where her braces are going through her teeth or something. It was just really horrifying. I think that's also, too, why I never wanted to get braces. <laughs> no. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I'm good. I don't want no braces. I'm good. And there was a movie I cannot say. I, it may have been called Dentist. Yeah. I, I, yeah, okay. That movie was like, you know what I'm saying? That made me not want to go to the dentist for sure. You know, like that movie was crazy. Exactly. You don't want to piss off the dentist at all. <laughs> no, 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 no. And he was already, that dude was already having a bad day. It was like yeah. watching Michael Douglas and uh, that movie Falling Down because that, of how bad yeah. of a day he had. <laughs> That's a great movie, man. Really, I, I feel like we all feel that way. Like we're going to, you know, snap like that one. You know what I mean? Right. Um, let's see here. For one of my other movies that I actually picked out, I've actually got Friday the 13th down. I don't. Okay. Yeah, I don't know that if that's. I don't know yeah, if that sure. actually horrified you as a kid or not. No, it never really. It was just. It was one of those movies where I would watch it, and it was just a good movie. You know what I mean? Like it. I could see where it was creepy to certain people. You know what I mean? But it. It never really scared me like it did a lot of people that I know. Right. You know. Uh. Fr- uh. Shit. Nightmare on Elm Street scared me. I can agree with that sure. on that level too, but. You know, it's just the whole fact that these camp counselors are camping and, you know, the very first one didn't have Jason in it and and it didn't even show you who the killer was or anything like that. It turned out to be his mom. And, you know, the thing that actually scared me was the fact that, you know, you can go camping and while you're sleeping, you people could actually be dying or something horrific happened to one of your friends that drowned. And mm-hmm. camp counselors are not even keeping an eye on um, this person's kid, not keeping an eye on uh, your friend at all or anything like that. They're busy having sex. They're busy doing drugs. They're busy doing whatever they want besides keeping an eye on you, which is what they were supposed to be doing, which is part of their job. So right. there's that little bit of an element into it where I can actually say that I was actually horrified because of the fact that, you know, camp counselors are supposed to be watching somebody and they're not. And then also too, mm-hmm. like I said, uh, the Kevin Bacon scene where uh, sh- where um, Jason's mom actually takes the arrow and sticks um, sticks it down into his heart while he's on top of the girl. Mm-hmm. That part was really something to watch. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. It was a great movie, man. It was. I mean, all the, I enjoyed all of them. Every, all the Friday thir- the 13th movies. I didn't so. really care for Jason X or Friday the 13th 10 that much in space. 
Yeah, I, you know, honestly, I don't, I, I don't even, uh, I, I don't include that. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's one of the ones where it's like I don't even feel like that one was that even exists because that one did. Suck. I feel like anytime terrible. that they put yeah. certain characters, horror characters that don't belong in space in a movie, that movie winds up sucking. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> like look at sure. Leprechaun in space. <laughs> look at Jason X. <laughs> yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Jason X, man, that was. That's one of those cringy movies where you watch it and you're like, what were they thinking? You know what I mean? Like, God, this is, it's just, it's not, in my opinion. And I can see, there's some people right. that may like it, you know, but I just, it was, to me, it was. It's definitely God not awful. my taste, it was but I did like one death scene in that movie. And that was the part where the girl has the, uh, where she's messing with some type of frozen chemical or whatever. And he winds up freezing her face mm-hmm. and then smashes her face onto the counter. <laughs> Yeah, see, I don't even remember that, man, because I, I think I blocked out I don't blame you on movie, that. Honestly. <laughs> I don't blame you on that at all, but that's like the only death scene that I liked in that whole entire movie because I didn't really – it reminded me of a straight-to-DVD yeah. release rather than a theatrical movie that came out for a limited time. Yeah. You know? Yeah. But the original uh, Friday the 13th and then Friday the 13th 2, whenever they actually introduced Jason and everything, was actually another one of those horror films where – you know, I was scared of Jason. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, what else? What do you have next? Uh-huh. Next, uh, I wasn't. I, I can't remember how old I was. I wasn't a kid. I was. I had to have been a teenager. Uh, but the ring, the ring was was uh, was really. Yeah, good the ring. Me. I think you and I were about close to the same age. We were teenage in our teens when we uh, when that movie was actually released. Because it was around 2000, 2001, I want to say. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I, I have no idea. But I know that movie was pretty fucking scary. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it got me pretty good. What part uh, would you say that was actually traumatizing for you? Man, the, the way the girl, the, the way the girl was walking towards, uh, towards that lady I can't remember her name it's been so long since I watched it but when she was coming out of the TV and the way she was walking like her body and you could hear the cracking and shit, oh yeah that scared me <laughs> you know that, that freaked me out and I was and, and I was shit I had to have been I don't know what how old were we back then in 2001 shit I don't know <laughs> but either way it was it was scary like 14 15 yeah that know. movie came out in 2002 mm. so okay so I had to be about, what 16 so right I'm so I just wanted yeah. to go back and see. Or seven, I said, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I, I was I was old enough to where I probably shouldn't have been scared, but it scared me. <laughs> you know, I, I may not have admitted it back then. You know, but it right. And was, it was good for a PG thirteen movie though, for it to actually be as scary as that was for its time. Oh, yeah, for sure. Shit, I didn't. I, yeah, I didn't know. It was, it was uh, I thought it was no. Smart, it was actually just sure. a PG thirteen wow. film. And <laughs> oh no shit! And for it to be PG. It got me. It got me. Right, and for it to be PG thirteen, it's just fantastic for its time. Yeah, definitely. Let's see here. Wow. Uh, the next one I got is the It miniseries. But oh, yeah. uh, Tim Curry. Yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. That was good. That's another movie that I tried to show my daughter, and uh, she just she she could she liked it, but she was like, "It's not scary at all," you know, but. Uh, like I was telling her, you got to understand when we were kids, we wasn't used to no. shit like this. You know what I mean? Like there was, there was totally, you know, and, uh, but she, she thought it was funny. You know, she was like, oh, the graphics are terrible. It's cheesy. And, and it, uh, when you watch it now, you can see where it's like, oh God, this is very cheesy, but it's still good, man. It's right. a classic. And, uh, you know, I still, I still get freaked out a little bit by it. You know, the thing that freaked it. me out was the uh, was the sword drains and stuff like that. Every single time I think of sword mm-hmm. uh, sword dreams and uh, drains and everything, I think of it every single time. As a matter of fact, yeah. it made me even scared to even take. Uh, I remember I was ten years old. I want to say when this uh, thing was actually on TV. As a matter of fact, it was on ABC for crying out loud in the nineties. Oh yeah, for a miniseries mm-hmm. and. Yep. I remember being afraid to even take a bath because I was oh, afraid yeah. that his hand was actually going to pop out of the drain and everything. Yep. That's how scared I was. And then oh, yeah. I was, I, I mean, when I was little, like in the nineties, I was just, I was a scary kid, man. I was scared of everything. I remember being scared to death 
of uh of the uh Michael Jackson thriller video. Oh my <laughs> god, that scared me. <laughs> For me it was like that Moonwalker uh the the one that they showed in Upcut Center. I forgot the name of that film, but Michael Jackson uh that actually scared me as a kid because it was in 3D. And it was my first time experience a 3D oh, yeah. movie when I was just like four or five years old. And yeah. I remember just going bonkers. <laughs> but yeah, I remember being terrorized in that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That and uh, with me, it was the uh, the thriller video. And then when um, Weird Al came up with a, he came out with a video on uh, on a Michael Jackson song that song yeah. I'm Bad. You know what I'm talking about? Well, it was I'm, I'm Fat is what it was called. And when Weird Al, he blows up in the video. Like, he gets really, really fat. He goes from skinny and he goes to fat. I don't know why, but that scared <laughs> the shit out of me. I remember I, I oh, cried. Oh, wow. <laughs> I cried. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. And, see, and, and it, it goes back to, you know, when I saw the exorcist and her throat swells. It's something to do with swelling up. It, it freaks me out. I don't know why. I said, <laughs> something must have happened and I just don't remember it. <laughs> right. You know. Um. Yeah. You know what? I actually remember the name of the movie that with Michael Jackson now. It's called Captain EO. Captain EO. I'm not yeah, familiar with um, that. It's some type of Disney Epcot Center thing that they were airing um, during that time in the 80s. And, yeah. you know, I forgot what year I went. I know that I went three times to Disney World. And mm-hmm. I know it was a very young age. And it was one of those 3D films inside that ball that you have where it says a small world after all. That was before they actually put that in there. And I went into that theater, that auditorium with my grandfather and my mom. And I remember crying my brains out because of how scary the witch looked or the alien looked. Oh, yeah. And and, and see, when you see it today, you're like, why the hell? Exactly. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it definitely weird, is. Man. It goes to show you how big of an imagination that uh, Hollywood had at that time, and everything too, and how they yeah. could actually make something scary. But mm. back to the It miniseries too, though. I mean, yeah, it was cheesy, especially whenever you look at the clown costume that they have, because that's actually the Jester costume that we were actually accustomed to during that time period. Mm-hmm. And everything. It was supposed to be your friendly clown or whatever. And knowing that this right. clown can actually feed on your fear and then kill you, that's mm-hmm. something that's actually horrifying as well. Oh, yeah. The, the concept is just terrifying. You know what I mean? Definitely. And then um, I still remember getting scared just off the boat, you know, the paper boat, whenever uh, they're inside the sewer itself and that boat is yeah. just floating, uh, just flo- floating towards them. I have I had goosebumps every single time I actually saw that and everything yeah. too. And then also too the fog inside the sewer and things like that. And Tim Curry put his 110% of acting skills into that role to do what he did. Mm-hmm. Cuz oh yeah. I, it, that movie gave me nightmares. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah, that, that that's definitely one of the scariest ones for sure. All right. So what do you have next? Uh, I would have to go with the Omen, the Omen. That that one, that one bothered. Another me. one of your Catholic. Uh... <laughs> exactly, exactly. It all goes back to Catholicism. <laughs> That's for sure. Yeah, man, that that one got me pretty good for sure. I, I like the uh, the remake of it. Man, was actually really good. I didn't get around to seeing the um the re- remake of it or anything like that uh, of the Omen. Mm-hmm. I only remember the Gregory Peck one. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's the same. I mean, I guess it would be more of a reboot than a remake, I guess. But uh, it's it's the same concept, same you know, different characters, and just kind of you know, uh, based on today instead of back then. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, but it's right. uh, it was good, man. It was good. They they did well. They did good. What would you say that actually ter- terrorized you to the point where you're like, okay, I'm gonna put this on my list. Oh, just the whole, I mean, you know, uh, him being the Antichrist, you know what I'm saying? That that whole, I mean, like I said, it all goes back to Catholic shit with me, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, and that just, that that part scared me. It, it freaked me out, you know. Most I mean, definitely. Even, 
I mean, if I was to read the book of Revelations right now, I won't sleep for a fucking week. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, like, it's anything to do with the Antichrist and the devil and shit like that, it's it's always freaked me out, man. It always has. Probably I can understand more. that. <laughs> because, you know, it's just something that's actually horrifying to know that, you know, someone can be born with these supernatural powers and have mm-hmm. that much control over something, you know? Right, right. And then, uh, you know... Uh, the, the mother or I, I can't remember. I, I get it mixed up, but I, she was trying to give the baby. No, they were going to give the baby to the cult. Right. Like it was like, a right. uh, yeah. And I remember her walking in and all those people wearing the robes and shit that bothered me. That freaked me out. You know, I remember that. Yeah. That, that, uh, that scared me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I can definitely see why that would actually scare you though. I mean, Come on. I mean, like I said, there's that supernatural feel to it to where, you know, a demon or the devil is actually inside this person and he has this full control over how people see things. He has this whole entire perspective of how he can control you Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. It's just it was just balls to the wall crazy. Oh, yeah. You know. Okay, so I'm going to go a little bit different. Mm -hmm. To uh, to my childhood, <laughs> <laughs> and it's outside the horror realm because I know that we've been doing a lot of horror st- related stuff. Yeah, but you know our 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 parents always gave us stuff to entertain us as yeah. kids, and we and they thought they had their best intentions at heart and everything yeah, when sure. it came down to children's movies and things like that, making sure mm. that everything's right for us to watch. Yeah, but they sometimes they don't know how dark something actually is until they actually sit down and watch watch it with you. Right, right. And that goes with Secret of Nim, for example. Oh yeah, because I talked about that just a few days ago with uh, Frenchie. Right, you gotta uh, have to you gotta have to refresh my memory on that. I I, I, I remember it, but it's it's hazy. You know, it's, it's just one of those time. dark animated films, and this is not even on my list. Uh, this is just me. Uh, retelling the story but it's just one of those movies where this mouse is mourning her son because something happened and then now she has to move because this other thing is actually happening and it's just this dark story about trying to cope with the loss of your son while you're actually struggling with something else that's going on yeah so yeah it's one of those one of those deep movies it's deep for an animated movie about a mouse. Sure. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and it's also got monsters in it. It has other elements of horror in that thing too. Mm-hmm. So yeah. <laughs> but okay. the movie I'm going to go with is The Never Ending Story. Really? And it wasn't the fact that the movie's horrif- horrified me. It was my first experience with death kind of thing. Oh, okay. Okay. You know what I mean? Oh yeah, that's uh, that was the, that was the moment when you realized, oh shit, this isn't forever, <laughs> like, right? This, you know, yeah, okay, oh yeah, man, that's that's uh, never good, man. When you, when you realize that shit as a kid, you're like, it, it changes everything. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It changes everything. Like here I am having a good time eating my popcorn or juice pop, and then yeah. all of a sudden, Atrax gets uh, caught in the mud, and the mud's um, pulling him down. Yeah. Oh yeah. And Atreyu is trying to pull him up and everything, and he's struggling to get him up. And it's just one of those jaw, uh, jaw-dropping deaths that you don't expect to actually happen to this character. Right. Because it's a oh, children's yeah. story, for crying out loud. It's a kid oh, yeah. reading a story about this thing. <laughs> oh, about yeah. The... <laughs> yeah. And, you know, like I said, our parents had good intentions as to what they were picking out for us. It's just that at that time they didn't realize what they uh, until they actually sat down with us. Like, okay, this is a little dark for my six or seven year old to actually watch or four year old to watch. Right. And you know, it was just my first reality with death and something actually happening to a character. And I'm like, okay, this world is not forever. Right. There was just something heavy, and of, of course, you know, as a kid, you don't really think about death or anything like that. You're just busy having fun and being a kid. Right. Because you also think you're indestructible. You pretty much feel like you're Logan mm. from uh, Wolverine. Thinking yeah. that you have any, you know, 
these powers where you're healed in like three or four days and you can do just about anything you want. Mm-hmm. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that, that it, and it sticks with you, man. Like, well, when you realize, you know, the whole mortality thing, you know, you're like, wait a second, man. You know what I mean? You're like, this isn't, yeah, that, that, that's not cool. That, that really sucks. It really does. Oh, yeah. So, what do you have for yours? For uh, man, uh, since you said never ending story, I'm going to go with uh, Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory. That movie is dark if you actually think it about it. It is extremely dark. <laughs> I mean, you know, but, uh, and, and it's, it's, uh, parents used to look at it like it's innocent. It's about candy. And I, and when you really get into the movie, you're like, man, this is sick. This is a sick freaking movie, you know? Right. Uh, you have this uh, nice guy supposedly inviting you over to see his candy shop. And then horrifying things are happening to these kids because of their greed and because of everything else that they're doing. <laughs> Not to mention, uh, he's got all those Oompa Loompas working in a, basically a freaking sweatshop. <laughs> you know, That's like, true. Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> that is horrifying, though, especially yeah. that Oompa Loompa song oh, that yeah. they actually sing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forget about the Johnny Depp version. The Jane Wilder version is by, by far the scariest. Way creepier, for sure. Definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then, you know, the girl that eats the blueberry and she turns into a blueberry. And and she swells up. And you know how I feel about that. Yep. (laughs) I can see you going, I'm out. Yep. I was like, what the hell's happening? But, you know, it also teaches you morals. It actually teaches you, teaches kids, you know, there's consequences behind every action. Right. Behind the horrific, behind every being scared. With yeah, something like that. For sure. And, you know, I really have to say, I mean, I love that movie. I watch it every single time it comes on. But oh, it is yeah. definitely a dark and horrifying movie because you're expecting all these kids to actually get out of this place alive, at least. And say, okay, well, you're not the winner. I chose this person. So, therefore, you guys have to exit. But instead, right. their own greed, their own... um Mistakes that actually gets them into trouble, and there's those consequences that I talked about. Yeah. So, most definitely. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um. So I actually picked out a pet cemetery for my next one. Oh man, yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, that that's a, that is a good. One. I would have put that on, on the list too, but uh, I, I didn't even think about it. That's that was a very scary one. That was, especially when you look at Indian burial ground. <laughs> yeah. And the cemetery is actually built on an Indian burial ground. Now, I love the original Pet Cemetery movie. I actually watched the remake of it. I prefer, yeah. now, everybody's saying, well, that's just garbage. That was just a garbage movie. But I've yeah, said no. this, but here's that the thing was, I've seen yeah. bad remakes before. Right. That remake is not as bad as what people are making it out to be. No. And you know, I, and I was—I just watched that recently, actually, the remake because I didn't even know they remade it. I had no idea, and uh, I watched it, and it still—it gave me the same uncomfortable feeling that I had when I watched the original. You know what I'm saying? Right. And I mean, it's just—it it, it creeped me out, and the whole time I was uneasy. I mean, from beginning to end, I just—it was—it gave me an uneasy, uncomfortable feeling. You know what I mean? I can't—I I still I can't explain it, and uh, it's the same thing with the original man. When I watch it. I'm like nervous the whole time. You know what I mean? Most definitely, because that's what a, a horror movie is supposed to do, right? It's supposed to make you yeah. feel uncomfortable. It's supposed to be that bump in the night to make you scared in your bed, wondering what that noise is. Right. And they, for sure, on both the original and the remake, they captured that for sure. You know? Most definitely. Then, yeah. yeah. So, I, I mean, I can say. A, a big thing why people don't like the remakes and shit is because they're just so stuck on the original and they're not open-minded enough to, you know, give something else a chance. But like, and I get that to a certain, cause like, God forbid, man, if, if they tried to remake, I don't know, the Godfather or something, I would, I probably wouldn't watch it. You know the same here. Man, you know? So I get it. You know, when you're a fan of something, you don't want them to fuck it up. I get that, you know, but you know, sometimes like, uh, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed the remake, you know, I did too. And, you know, I wish that they would actually put a little bit more emphasis into the Indian burial ground more. Yeah. 
give us a lot more background because that's what I was actually hoping for with the remake because they didn't really do that too much with the original film. Yeah. But, you know, the thing that, like I said, the thing that creeps me out is the fact that you have this Indian burial ground. You can actually bury your pets. Your pets come back to life, but they're not the way that they're supposed to come back to life. Mm-hmm. It's not the way that you remembered them. Right. And there was just something eerie about it and that uncomfortable feeling, like you mentioned. And that's what I fell in love with Pet Cemetery about was that whole entire concept. And then, of course, you have a stupid character that goes on ahead and is like, well, you know what? It didn't work out well with my cat. So let me go on ahead and uh, let me just go on ahead and bury my wife and see if this will work out. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. And, of course, that's they made a, a second Pet Cemetery as well. See, I never. I don't think I've ever seen that one. It came out in the 1990s, I think. Yeah, I I remember it coming out, but I just I never watched it. It's yeah, I watched freak. both of them. I prefer the I prefer the first one. Uh, As a matter of fact, uh, I just watched the 2019 remake of Child's Play. Oh shit! 2019. Yep. I Mark Hamill. Really yeah, Mark Hamill actually plays the voice for Chucky now, of Chucky. No shit. How, and, how'd you like it? Was it good? Okay, I'm going to be completely honest. And I did this with the review that I did the other night when Frenchie was on. But I made fun of it. I'm going to be honest with you. Like, whenever I saw the concept and everything, I was like, I do not want to see a doll, a smart doll, attack, because it's supposed to be an AI, attack, um, attack people. I just didn't find that uh, scary. Right. But the way that they did it, was really good because yeah. you have this guy who is working in this factory in Vietnam mm. and he works in a, in the factory. He, his boss winds up slapping him in the face and tells him to leave. So he gets pissed off. He takes off all the safety free features off of that mm. and off the doll. And yeah. Chucky just goes crazy. Oh. And I mean, uh... The concept is a little, it's a little wonky, <laughs> you know, but yeah, I, 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 would, I would watch it. But the delivery on it was good, though, because here's the thing. Think of it like this. Everybody has a Roomba. Everybody has different electronics and stuff like that. Chucky had it to where he can control everything because it was all part of that one company that actually made the Roomba and all the other electronics and even the drones. Yeah. So think of it as Apple, and he's able to control everything. Okay, okay, that's that's actually a really big fear of mine is uh is these devices turning on us. <laughs> right, and here's Chucky doing it. <laughs> oh yeah, but the delivery of it was good. Like I said, when Mark Hamill was casted as the voice for Chucky, I'm like, okay, this doesn't do anything for me. I love Mark Hamill. The concept I didn't really care for. I have zero interest in seeing this. It's on uh, Prime right now for free. You can check it out. Okay. Yeah, and sure. that's how I winded up watching it. And it wasn't that bad. Mm. So. I still have to watch uh, what we were talking about uh, the other day. The, uh, what is it? Three from Hell. Yeah. I still, I still to need to that. get that. <laughs> yeah. Because I, I watched all the uh, Rob Zombie movies the other, or like last weekend, I think it was. And uh, I was going to watch it, but it, it was late at night. And I was like, oh. I was ready to go to sleep, so and then I just I never watched it, but uh, I might do that soon. All right, I might actually have to join you on that so I can watch The Devil's Rejects and then pl- uh, then put in Three from Hell. Yeah, Devil's Rejects was amazing. Did you see that one yet or no? I have. I just need to revisit it. <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it, it's phenomenal, man. It's really good. It's to me that's his best work for sure. Is Devil Devil's Rejects? For me, it's uh, House of a Thousand Corpses. Uh, then of course you also have the Devil's Rejects and Halloween. Yeah, those were the three yeah. films that I that I loved by him. For After sure. that, I was not crazy about Lords of Salem. I was not crazy about any uh Thirty One. I was not crazy about those two films. Yeah, those two films I didn't even finish them, man. Uh, I watched. I just couldn't get into it for whatever reason. And. I, I get the fact what he was going for. He was going for like that 1970s kind of horror feel feel to it. Uh-huh. And for me, it just didn't deliver for me. But right. if if everybody else likes it and everything, I'm more kudos to them. But right. it just didn't work for me. Right. Right. 
So what do you have next for your next one? Man, uh, I would have to say, and like I said, this, this didn't come out when I was a kid. I was either, I was either a teenager or maybe a young adult. I, I don't know. But, uh, remember that movie, the others? Yeah, I remember that. That actually came out in 2000. Or t- okay. Or 2001. Okay. okay. Yeah. That, that, yeah. and I believe that one was PG 13 as well. Yep. And, uh, dude, it was, it was pretty freaking scary. It definitely was, especially whenever you're dealing with the kids who have this skin condition. Mm-hmm. And it takes place in World War One or World War Two, mm-hmm. in this big, huge mansion. And you don't know why, what, what their skin condition actually is, or why they can't actually uh, play outside or anything. Because right. they can't, because they're allergic to the light. Mm-hmm. So that you have that element going for it. There's no electricity or anything like that, like I said, because it comes into World War One or World War Two. Mm-hmm. And there's always that little bump in the night type kind of thing, you know? Oh, yeah. And that's that's another one of those movies where I just had that uneasy feeling through the whole film, you know, where it was just that uncomfortable. You know, if a movie could make you feel uncomfortable but still intrigued at the same time, I mean, that's that's a good film. <laughs> Most definitely. Because <laughs> yeah. the job of a horror film is to make you have that uncomfortable feeling. Exactly. But also keep you intrigued enough to watch it, you know? Exactly. And, and that's that would be so difficult to actually create something like that, you know? So you got to give it, you got to give them respect, man. You know, the the people that made it. Definitely. Especially with Nicole Kidman, the way she moves around in the house Mm -hmm. and you can actually feel the fear that that's actually with her. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because every single scene, every single camera angle, she's slowly walking in and the camera's just following her with her, with her. Right. Right. So that was a good one. They're actually rebooting that, believe it or not. <laughs> really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'll, I'll be checking that out for sure. For me, I'm 50-50 on it because I'm like, okay, what can they do? Because the whole entire concept of it being scary was because it took place in World War One or World War Two. Right. And if they take that out and make it into like a 2020 kind of error and everything, it takes away from the creativity that the first one had with the World War One kind of flavor to it. That yeah. we that we loved. I mean, they could uh, they could come out with like a pandemic mm-hmm. concept where they're stuck in the house and they can't leave. You know what I mean? Like something like that. And that, that would, could that actually would, uh, probably. Yeah, that that would that would definitely hit well with everybody because everybody can kind of you know <laughs> we we understand you know. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But let's see here. Is that is there anything more that you want to actually talk about with the others, or is is that no, it? That's it. Yeah. Just it was a scary movie. <laughs> Okay, so for me, I, for my last one, I have American Werewolf in, uh, in London. Okay, yeah. You know, I've never seen that. You've never I've seen the watched. original? No, I've never watched the original. Oh, my God. Like, the part that gets me all the time is when he sees his friend and his throat is, like, literally slashed. Yeah, I, I got to watch and it. And it is just gruesome. It gives me goosebumps every single time I see that. Don't get me wrong. I love the remake of American uh, Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. But the uh, whole entire idea of American Werewolf in, you know what I'm saying, in uh, London was just really well done. And some good originality behind it. The practical effects were really good. It may look kind of cheesy and everything, but it it still does its job. I think it's just because of the fact that of the era that we both grew up in is yeah. why it still has that attachment to me where I actually have that goosebumps kind of feel to it. Yeah. yeah but sure. it's definitely one of those films that I really love okay. and it's gory too. Yeah. What was that werewolf movie with, uh, it got terrible reviews. A lot of people didn't like it with uh, Benicio del Toro. I think he played the wolf. Yes. Yeah, the wolf man, the wolf man. Okay. Well, when he transforms into the wolf, when he's in that room with all the doctors and shit, and he just starts tearing shit up, and he, just, you know, that that was a good scene, man. I mean, I, the the whole movie may not have been that great, but that scene really stands out. You know what I mean? Like that, the way he transformed into a wolf was phenomenal, man. Like, I, I watched it the other day. Uh, I saw, I just pulled up that scene on YouTube, and I was like, wow, man, that that was a really good, you know, good transformation for sure. To be honest with you, I love the con- I love aspects of certain films, even though they're not the greatest. Mm-hmm. I'll, that's what I always say. I, I love concepts. I like the uh, you know what I'm saying. I love yeah. certain aspects to a certain film, even right. though I didn't enjoy it. 
And that actually stands out to me with that film was the, uh, was the Wolfman movie too, mm-hmm. with Del Toro. Well, uh, did, say that name again. Uh, Benicio Del Toro. Yeah, yeah. he's a, he's a damn good actor. He is, man. He is. But yeah, and Anthony Hopkins is in that movie too. Yep. So, matter of fact, they're actually going to be doing a Wolfman remake on that too. Wow. Okay. Ryan Gosling is going to be the Wolfman supposedly. I don't know if he's going to do as well as uh, Benicio Del Toro did, but he, uh, he might be okay. He, Depending he, he, if they're going with a 2020 kind of feel to it and not the old classic right. feel to it, it could work. Right. See, because, I, I, I really like that old classic feel with the, uh, like when they were just starting to study medicine and shit. You know what I mean? They didn't right. understand what was going on. You know, I like that. I, I enjoy stuff like that. Right, because, you know, even Frankenstein, for that matter, because they're actually yeah. doing that, too. Yeah, that's going to be interesting. So, you know, they're studying medicine during that time as well, and it's just that whole entire thing of, okay, what does the brain do? How can the brain do this? The brain right. functions. Right, yeah. So fascinating. That, you know, it's, it's you know, for, for them to, you know, come up with the things that they've come up with, you know, in the, in the past hundred years, you know, a hundred or so years, is uh is, is fascinating, man. Uh, it really is. It really is. Um, <clears throat> I don't have anything else on my list that I want to actually mention. Mm-hmm. So that does it for me for my list. Is there anything else that you have? Nothing that I could think of. Okay, but... so th- that's gonna be it for the show and everything. So I just want to say thank you for being on and taking your time to actually be on the show. I, I know that we've that. been wanting to do this for a while. Oh, yeah, man. And anytime, man. Anytime you want me to come back on, man, I'm ready. Okay. Sounds good. Um, I just want to make a quick announcement. I'm actually going to be interviewing an independent actress tomorrow. Her name is Rosie McCree. She's from Los Angeles, and she's played in a small, couple of small indie films and stuff like that. She actually just did an audition not too long ago. She's going to be on the show for tomorrow, and it's going to be for 6 o'clock Pacific time, 8 o'clock Central time. And after that's aired and everything, that's going to probably be around 9 o'clock uh, whenever it's actually going to be uploaded into the Anchor app. So make sure you guys actually check that out. And where can everybody reach you at, though, Mike? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook and Instagram at MRPJ Sketches. And uh, if y'all want to check out my paranormal group as well, it's uh, Cousins Paranormal on uh, Facebook. All right. Well, that does it for tonight. I just want to say thanks again, everybody, for joining us. And until next time, bye-bye.